Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. My own dog opted out of loving me, and that's why I am the way I am, Perna. Today was the opt-out deadline for NFL players, and the final tally is up to 66 players opted out. My advice to players who opt out is to stay the hell off of Twitter and Instagram for two weeks until all of the shitty fake fans forget you opted out and stop threatening you for making a very personal decision. John Gruden faked having coronavirus for what only he could perceive as a competitive advantage. Johnny Manziel calls Darren Rovell a bitch. Von Miller is ready to lead. Matthew Stafford is cleared to play. And the XFL might might be returning to Alabama. So much to discuss. Let's get that This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Okay, the final number, again, of player opt-outs is definitively 66. Enough to fill an entire roster. One of the final players to opt-out was Malcolm Pridgen. Pridgen, who was the third Cleveland Browns guard to opt-out, ensuring they will have offensive line problems again. Now, the Dolphins had late opt-outs from receivers Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson. Basically, anyone named Al in Miami. Tredavious White, Bill's corner, was ridiculed just for considering to opt out, which sucks. But it's also a testament to how good he is. The way I see it is, the more angry fans are when a guy opts out, the more that player probably means to the success of the team. Tredavious White ended up deciding to play, which is good for the Bills. Another guy who definitely opted out of opting out... Is Gardner Minshew. Is this the face of the man who defeated COVID? Unequivocally speaking, I'd have to say yes. It had been like the first day of school, you know, like had my outfit picked out and everything. Had to stay at home. That sucks. Missed out playing with all my friends. Uh, but yeah, you know, did not contract the virus. Uh, it took one luck at me, ran the other way. Uh, it's probably in its best interest, so... Um. We know he had an under-the-radar impressive rookie season and that the Jags complemented that by doing everything wrong this offseason. So, to help that organization, I took this luscious video, poorly keyed it out, and created the infinite secret gardener. And yes, I'm still waiting for a like or an RT from the Jaguars. No surprise, the least popular NFL Twitter account doesn't know what the fuck they're doing on social media. Raiders head coach John Gruden pranked his players so hard. So hard when he tricked them into believing he had COVID-19. Now, if he could only trick them into playing good football. Apparently, Gruden did this as a test to see how the players would react upon hearing that their almighty coach had the virus. I have to imagine he announced it like this. All right, men, I have coronavirus. Knock on wood if you're with me. Oh, God. Knocking on Gruden's wood and Antonio Brown burning his feet off in a cryo chamber seemed like decades ago. Gruden's tactic to test his players didn't make sense until it was announced that Gruden has officially cut 16 players who seemed completely indifferent to the news. Derek Carr is still on the team, though, as he shed the appropriate amount of tears for the fake Gruden COVID news. And Derek, Derek is darn tired of being disrespected. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm tired of being disrespected. So uh, there was no question I was going to play this year. I'm sorry, Derek, but 
Just like every car to make it to the NFL, you won't get any respect until you retire and become an analyst. The cars weren't that good of a band, and they're not any better at football. Those are just the facts of life. Now, a tremendous battle of two very insecure men took place on Twitter yesterday. Post-human sports bot Darren Rovell had a tweet from juxtapositioning Alex Rodriguez and Johnny Manziel from seven years ago versus today, basically making the point that they've switched spots in terms of who's hit rock bottom versus who's on top of the world, insinuating, of course, that Johnny Manziel is a loser. Mr. Football took that the wrong way, of course, and told the Rovelltron 5000, you're still a bitch. Now, the point isn't that Rovell is wrong in this situation. He's correct. It's just a bizarre non sequitur that didn't need to be made. Like saying, seven years ago, I was at rock bottom, but Paul Walker was still alive. And now I'm still at rock bottom and Paul Walker is dead. Who is this helping? The NFL is turning their players into an army of hall monitors. The only difference from elementary school is that these were the jocks who were supposed to give stitches to the snitches. Either way, players can call a hotline to anonymously report their team's COVID violations. The NCAA and the NBA have done the same thing. It appears the refs won't be the only ones blowing whistles this season. <laughs> this would have saved Edward Snowden airfare to Russia and a whole lot of grief, if you ask me. Some people are motivated by money, some by fame. And then there's Von Miller, who is motivated by 10-part ESPN documentaries. Personally, the reason I get out of bed every morning is because I strive to be like Ricky Williams after he retires and run Ricky Run, the most inspiring 30 for 30 out there. Or Lance Armstrong. If there were only a drug I could use to cheat YouTube and pass PewDiePie, I would take that drug and be as good as Lance. But I digress. Von Miller, after watching uh, The Last Dance, has redevoted himself to becoming a true leader in the locker room. And I'm all about Von being the ultimate leader. I want to demand more from my teammates. And in the, um, in the, last, jam, in the last Dance, Michael Jordan said that he would never demand anything out of his teammates that he wasn't doing himself. So for me, it was like, bro, I got to work harder. I got to push harder. I, I got to get back in shape. I got to lead more. I got to lead better. You know, pressure is privilege. And to be, um, to have the pressure of being the leader of the Denver Broncos and lead this team to dominance again, and to lead this team for, to a Super Bowl, you know, I, I want that pressure. And years before, I kind of shied away from that pressure. I kind of, you know, I'm going to lead in my own way. The last dance motivated me too. The difference, though, is an edge rusher can't really control games like Michael Jordan did. They might be able to take over a game here and there, <coughs> Super Bowl 50, but his impact is limited by the position he plays, so I don't know how meaningful his new leadership role will be. Unless, of course, Vic Fangio is smart enough to move him to quarterback. Imagine how many sacks Von Miller would have if he was the quarterback. Now everyone is losing money during the pandemic, and number one is the Las Vegas Raiders, who are going to lose an estimated $571 million by not selling tickets in their first season at Allegiant Stadium, per Forbes magazine. It's estimated that the Raiders would have had the most expensive tickets on the secondary market. 
the Denver Broncos were projected second in losses at $491 million. And the Chargers, of course, are the only team expected to make money since they won't have to pay stadium employees to work games nobody will attend. I know I said I would stop doing that, but I'm not going to. As a reminder, uh, Forbes magazine once featured this prestigious show. So we love our friends over at Forbes and thank them for reminding us that two of the biggest construction projects in NFL history, LA and Vegas, are opening this year and no one can get in. Lions fans were ready to give up, but they'll have to wait until the season actually starts like they normally do, because it turns out their quarterback is healthy. Matthew Stafford tested positive for COVID once, but then got four negatives in a row, which makes it an official false positive. He gets to rejoin the team. Uh, The Lions don't have to start camp with Chase Daniel and can resume business as normal, preparing to let down the city of Detroit for the 30th straight year. Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife, was not happy that the NFL placed her husband on the COVID list after the mix-up. She took to Instagram to deliver a long-winded complaint about the obstacles the Staffords faced at the grocery store, the playground, friends having to be tested so they could return to work. Look, that sucks that their lives got interrupted because of a false test. But I'm not going to cry for them over this. The kids don't get to go to school You know, like most kids right now. This is all stuff that's regularly happening to the people who haven't amassed 203.8 million in career earnings. People are going to find out if Matthew Stafford is away from the team, and they're probably going to be able to deduce why. Being a public figure means sacrificing a certain amount of privacy. That's part of the deal. That results in weird unintended consequences during a pandemic but it's certainly not the end of the world. The fact that they were inconvenienced by unnecessary caution is better than it being the other way around. Erring on the side of caution is going to get this season to work. I wish everyone in our country was erring on the side of caution, specifically Tom Brady. He is such a risk because of his age. Make him sit, NFL. Or at the very least, give him a few false positives this NFL season on game day. Now, as I ungracefully step off my soapbox, let me present you with the best thing to happen to sports since they got shut down. As you can see here, it's Mike Clevenger, starting pitcher for the idiots. Pretty cool to see uh, Cleveland change their name from the Indians to the idiots and embrace who they really are unlike those idiots who run the Washington football team. And that's what we in the biz call the perfect segue. As the Washington football team used Twitter for their not at all anticipated helmet reveal. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Washington, and God bless you, Washington football team. I was having a really hard time imagining what yellow numbers would look like on red fucking helmets. To be fair, this this is an improvement, and uh, many of you are in support of this old-school classic football look a la the Alabama helmets, which I get. But as a man who has considerable debt, the sight of any number is a trigger to my own monetary failures, which means I hate it. And finally, Birmingham City 
In Alabama, the Birmingham City Council is meeting with XFL leadership, aka The Rock, to bring a team to Alabama. Birmingham, of course, had the AAF team, the Birmingham Iron, for those brief few weeks back in 2019, but they're certainly itching for football again. You have to understand that it's been three whole years since Alabama has won an NCAA championship, a Chicago Cubs-like curse for them, relatively speaking. Just move the Vipers to Alabama and call it good. All hail Commissioner Rock. Commissioner Rock. God, that that has a nice ring to it. We'll be back tomorrow with more news on That's Good Sports here on YouTube. Subscribe. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you care to follow my socials there. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.